Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. Speaking of being a little hot, I was, <laughs> I was sitting out on my, my balcony earlier and I, I went to check what the uh, what the weather forecast was supposed to be like because it's, it's going to be hot all week. I knew that. We've got a heat wave coming through, uh, but it also kind of looked like maybe it would rain today. Uh, and there was a uh, a weather advisory symbol up in the, the corner. So I tapped on that. And it's like uh, high heat advisory, um, heat index up to 108. And I was like, well, that yes. sounds extremely unpleasant. That's, that's not even like, that reminded me, I, we saw, I saw this thing, uh, what was it, somewhere where like the temperature was getting up to like 120 degrees. Somewhere oh, yeah. where it was like all over the internet. I'm like... Who like look, man? I get I'm it. In the southwest right big. now, they're they're getting hit real bad. I mean, they they yeah. it gets hot there anyway, but they're like, oh, it's a but dry like heat. 120 <laughs> degrees is like fucking dune. Like at that point, it's like, why do you live? Like that is hell. Why do you live there? Like I, I can't. I, for, I just don't understand it. I forget what the exact point is, but I don't think it's much further than that. Where like your body just can't actually produce sweat to cool off anymore. It just literally <laughs> shuts down. Yeah. And if you want to get Mustafar over here, if you want to get real doom and gloom, uh, I heard a scientist recently predict that we're not that far off from like routinely reaching that point where like it's not safe for humans to be outdoors. <laughs> I oh mean, you just don't want your skin being boiled. <laughs> and that being said, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of a Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight. And I'm Caleb, and I am honestly surprised at how well that segue worked. It was really good. It was really good. So we have a special guest with us uh, on tonight. So we have uh, Sean from Metalcore Nerds. Uh, hi, Sean. Thanks for joining us. Hey, yeah, thank welcome. you so much for having me. It's an honor, honestly. An honor. Uh, we are we are we are grateful and thankful to have you here. Um, I was before uh, before this this episode recording. I was listening to. Uh, Y'all's take on the the uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, because that was that was a hot topic here over at Night Shift Media, and so <laughs> I was I was curious how the the Mental Core nerds approached it, and I think for the most part, uh, reasonably well aligned. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a very very contentious at moments. I, I caught. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it got it got a little heated, but uh, I'm a big MCU guy. Uh, I'm yeah. kind of known as the MCU guy sure. by a lot of people. I do love a lot of things more in the MCU, but people know me as liking the MCU a lot. And uh, I liked the different take of that, that movie. I like how they've been spicing it up in Phase 4. They're showing 
not every Marvel property is the same. And I like that. I appreciate that. Appreciate that is true. That. that is true. There, there's a lot of variety in storytelling. Um, the, you know, they're, they're getting to the point where they're, they're willing to make some mistakes, uh, yeah. such as hiring. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, so I, uh, that movie comes out on June 22nd, right? Uh, Dr. Strange two. And I was like, I'm going to rewatch it. I'm going to rewatch it. Right. Like I watched it once in the theater. I watched it, you know, Juniper, lo- my daughter loved it, Yeah. but yeah. I'm going to rewatch it again. But I thought in my head up until the moment where the kids start singing. And I was like, so maybe I don't rewatch the whole movie. <laughs> oh, I always forget about that until you bring it up. The kids sing, we like ice cream. I was like, okay, maybe maybe that part I skip. But the rest of the movie, I still want to see Wanda just fuck shit up again. Actually, that's awesome. fair because if you watch it at home, you have the luxury of being able to skip through those, those yes. few. Like, like yeah. I I would absolutely not sit through the uh, the magical music note battle again. <laughs> Yeah, I think I would skip that, the kids, and everything else and be like, yeah, all right, this is cool. Yeah, and yeah. still be like, where's Shang-Chi? He should yeah. be here. Like, come on. <laughs> Sean if he did. was there, though, I don't think that would end up very well for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah probably not. I mean, one uh, is I thought pretty much going to wipe out anyone. <laughs> I, I did th- think that when they the portal started opening up at Kamartage, I was like, yo, is Shang-Chi going to show up? And then me after, I was like, no, please don't show up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please we don't Shang-Chi too. Please. You can't. <laughs> Especially really after the up. Illuminati scene, like, no, you keep Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi as far yeah. away from this as possible. Yeah, those rings. You protect those that rings. boy. Yeah. <laughs> no chance, my guy. Yep. Oh, yeah, those rings would have been where they not belong. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I don't want to know what Wanda would have done to him with those rings. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so, speaking of uh, monsters, um, <laughs> we are doing a... Uh, Ostensibly a monster movie month uh, this this June uh, as a, as it heats up uh, like like the fires of hell outside uh, <laughs> we're we're bringing the, the monsters inside with us because if they if you're hot they're hot let them in <laughs> um, and uh, it's it's been a weird month so uh, the the first episode of the month was uh, was Killer Mermaid which was yes. more um, more of a slasher film than than a monster film. Uh, you know, of I course, love me some mermaids. So. Of course, we got a little bit of my bad movie origin story with Eight Legged Freaks last week. Yeah. Uh, and Michael, you found this one that uh, I, w- I will go so far as to say is a monster movie, but not in the way that someone might think. Tell us what we're what, not what we're watching. We already watched it. Hopefully, tell us yeah. what we watched. This well, so so the story is uh, my girlfriend and I were actually watching Risk Cutters, and Patrick Fugit, um, okay. White okay. from this, is in Risk Cutters, and she was like, "Oh, have you ever seen My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To?" And I was like, "What fucking <laughs> title? Like, who names a movie that? Like, I mean, then again, this is coming from a guy who's like one of my favorite movies is The Man Who Killed Hitler, and then The Bigfoot. So, like, who am I to talk about titles? Right? It's true." <laughs> and I was like, okay. And she was like, well, let's watch a trailer. And normally, I don't normally watch trailers on movies that we're going to review mm-hmm. um, at all. I like to go in as blind as possible. I mean, a lot of times I've seen them in advance, and that's why I recommend them. But if I haven't, I just chose it based on like a description or whatever. Sure. But I watched the title of this movie, and I was like, oh, all right. I, <laughs> I could get down. I mean, I love I love vampire stories. And I love unconventional vampire stories. You know, we did uh, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Fucking brilliant brilliant movie. Brilliant movie. Absolutely love that movie to death. Um, So, like, that's another great, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, not a typical vampire film, but a vampire film. You know, Let the Right One In, all those sort of things. So this kind of has that vibe. 
And so when I saw this and I, you know, and I was like, oh, Patrick View gets in it. Like he's older. This is great. And I like looked through it. Uh, we had just seen the movie X, um, the, the one that just came yes. out. And uh, Thomas, the, the kid in this is Owen Campbell. He's in X. Um, he plays RJ in the movie X. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, I'm in, you know, the, you know, non-typical vampire film and some cool actors. Um, but yeah, it, it's a monster movie. But like. Who are the monsters, right? Like, because yeah. so like <laughs> it's a vampire story. So you think, oh, the vampire's the monster. But then as we got into it, I was like, wait, are the people the real monsters? And then about halfway through, I realized, no, the real monster is the U.S. immigration system. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> poor Eduardo, man. Oh my god, like, this, that's this a movie, shitty American. <laughs> that dude fought for his life. He right. really did. Like, he fought hard, <laughs> and like. This movie, like it, like all horror dabbles in some sort of social commentary. This, 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 like stuck its fingers in like a little bit here, a little bit there. Like, what, do, what do we really want to talk about? And I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. Failed it wasn't like they system. tried to like stretch too thin or like do too much. It just was like they, they didn't focus on just one issue. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, for those of you not familiar, the, the IMDb description of this is two mysterious siblings find themselves at odds over care for their frail and sickly younger brother, which I think is a very deceiving description. Again, this is a yeah. very deceiving description and not in the like, we're trying to build mystery, but in like a, yeah, but that's not like kind of <laughs> not what it's about. So at this point, I got to ask, Sean, did you do any research on this before you watched, or did you kind of go in blind? I went in pretty blind. I didn't watch a trailer or anything. The only thing I, I knew is that Michael brought up that it was a vampire movie. So that's the only thing I really knew, but I didn't know what kind of vampire movie, what the movie was yeah. really about or anything like that. All I knew was the title and that there was vampires involved and that's it. And even that didn't really give too much away because it's not really how the movie goes at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It was a it was a real fake out to me. Yeah, at points I kind of wish it didn't. I don't know if I would have picked it if I didn't know it was a vampire movie because he gave me the choice of what movie to pick. But I think I would have been like, "What is going on?" The first you know <laughs> ten minutes or so, like, "What the fuck is happening?" Because even throughout it, you get so many. I had so many questions about the world yeah. of this movie. Like, yeah. why is he, why is he so frail and weird? Is it because he's not feeding himself, but you see him kind of do that near the end. And it's like, is there other vampires? Like, how does that work? Yes. And also really weird kind of question. But what does Dwight do for a living? Seems like nothing. <laughs> Wait, did Dwight just but lives off of selling? <laughs> yeah. All he right. does yeah. is pawn the belongings pawn of the, the people belongings they of kill. <laughs> And he got like 10 bucks. Like, what's that going to do, man? And like, then he spent it on a fucking karaoke machine. He was just kind of like, yeah. sick, I got 10 bucks. Dope, a karaoke machine. You know? Like, he was like an eight-year-old kid. In a... I mean, it, yeah, it's it was like, what does he do? It seems like nothing. Obviously, the sister works at, at a diner, but yeah. you can't imagine yeah. that she's enough to pay for everything like what does Dwight get an allowance from his sister who works at a diner and they so still have to go pay for this house sleep with Pam so he, yeah so I he mean, can go to his you know hookers every his hooker every day at the motel I was like how does this work and that's kind of probably not what the movie meant to do but no. these are things I think about these are things I think about I a was good like, server I love and vampire a, movies I love vampire yeah. movies so I was like what how 
because you do see him get like burned from the sunlight and stuff like that. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah. so he is like a legitimately a vampire. Like, I was, is he just have some weird? Because I was like, are they going to explain it? Some weird kind of just virus condition, which I don't know if you guys see, saw Midnight Mass. Yeah, on Netflix, the Mike yeah. Flanagan. Finished but, like, it yet. Slight mm-hmm. spoilers for it yeah. is that it, it ended up being kind of like a mutation, like a genetic mutation to explain right. the vampires. Which I was like, whoa, that's a really cool take. But they yeah. explain everything. You you have no questions after the end of how it happened, what happens, what their kind of abilities are. You don't have any questions about that. But with this one, you're like, why? Why is he like this? Why is he so yeah. frail? <laughs> I mean, the the team behind the those shows on Netflix tend to do a really good job of wrapping their stories up, and like they leave sure. some questions, but like they explain most of it. But to your point, like I mean, a good server at a busy diner uh, could make enough to to support this family, especially. I mean, I, I feel like the cost of living in Salt Lake area is reasonably low compared to some of the other larger cities in the in the country. I think, uh, and you know, it, it seems like they're living. Uh, pretty well within their means for the most part. Uh, But that argument hinges on her being a good server and it being a busy diner. And it kind of felt like neither. So your point still stands. (laughs) Like, how is this family supporting itself? (laughs) I mean, you know... (laughs) <laughs> it, it is it is a very valid point. I there's there's a lot, you know, I I agree with you that there's a lot of like the like tell me like somebody t- somebody needs to talk about Thomas um and they don't and I like it. I do. I do actually kind of like it that you just don't know. Mm-hmm. But also at yeah. the same time it was kind of like but maybe do. I, it would be cool. <laughs> you know, like, this is awesome. I love it. Like, this movie, like, it's, it's the, the best way to describe this movie is if somebody was like, what's this movie about? I would just be like, despair. That's it. Yeah. That's what the movie is. Like, everything is just like despair. Like, it's bleak. Dwight, yeah, it is. Like, Everyone's like slow motion. Like even even when like Dwight is like tackle like chasing like gazelle style like lion gazelle style chasing down homeless people. I was still like, damn, everybody is slow. Like this is like this movie just makes me feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was just it was it was crazy because it's just so like sad. Like even after he kills the person, like I feel bad obviously for the person that he's killing, but then I'm also like. Oh, Dwight, man. What a life you got, yes. dude. <laughs> yes! You, you poor bastard. That's the fucking weirdest thing is I, I spent the movie, like, thinking about, like, how rough these three siblings had it and not, like, what fucking, like, with the, what a murder spree they're on in, in Sleepy yeah. Little Salt Lake. <laughs> I just imagine, like, like, the mayor of their little town is probably, like, I we why is there no homeless? Like this is insane. Like we're doing great. Like Our we're what an economic are plan. It just going so well. There's no homeless people at all. There's only one hooker in the whole town, and she's keeping the ice business uh, going afloat. The, well, ice, not the ice economy. <laughs> not anymore. The sister goes on a serial killing spree, taking out not homeless people. At, at some I know. Point, you know. She's just like, I like this killing stuff. This yeah, is she's tight. She seems like, like she, I don't she want is, to do this. Jesse like, is yes, oddly comfortable I with it. Jesse's like, this. I do. She's like, there's a there's a few of you guys out there. I got a word with you. Do you think the motel ever wondered what happened to their wheelchair? Because <laughs> she never gave it back. Right. Yeah, she used <laughs> it to transport the dead bodies. <laughs> she just kept using it. <laughs> wheelchair. I just, like the hotel clerk is like, I wonder where that woman went with my wheelchair. 
Wait, right? why, where'd the woman go that kept eating all our ice? Wait, <laughs> what's happening in this town? <laughs> People just abandoning rooms and stealing furniture and, and right. accessories and whatnot. This is no way to run a business. It's like, yeah, and again, like, I feel like everything in this kind of predicates on the, the idea of like the, these. So I get take a step back. Okay, there's three siblings. They live alone. We don't know what happened to their parents. The parents are gone. One of them is quote unquote sick. He's a vampire, people. He lives on blood. He can't go outside. He gets burnt. And they actually like they stick with some of the the, the basics of lore yeah. uh, pretty well yeah. here. Uh, and we just know that his his older siblings, Jesse and Dwight, are going out and finding people that hopefully won't be missed and bringing them back, killing them, feeding them to Thomas. Uh, which, so the whole thing hinges on this idea of seeking out the people that nobody cares about, which I, I think is, is kind of social commentary number one, this whole idea that there are people out there who are who we would at large consider expendable to the point where no one would miss them if they suddenly go missing in a serial killing spree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, outside of, outside of that... Um, you know, we have, we also have the idea of like, I, I say like it maybe maybe it's just in my mind, but there's like a healthcare comment here because yes, they're like our brother, like they're never like he uh, picked up a magic stone or like he was bitten by a bat. Like there's no like origin story. They're just <laughs> no, like, it's not Morbin time. Right. It is not Morbin time <laughs> in this household. There's no more in the Dwight and Jesse Tubbs household. <laughs> But if it was, we could get Matt Smith to do a do a yeah. little jig for him. But you know, but they're also like, our brother is sick. Our brother is sick. He'd be like, okay, I mean, he's at least, let's say, 18, right? Uh Dwight's gotta be like 40. Jesse's yeah. gotta be like in her 30s, if not 40. At no point was someone like, maybe we should call a doctor. I, you know, like, so that's yeah. where I want to know. Like, at no point they were like, you know, it's kind of weird. Our brother burns up in the sun and he can only drink blood. You know, we'll just kill homeless. Like that was their go-to answer instead of like, we should seek help. Which yeah, even with... how they found out. Yes. Thank you. Right. Blood. Like how did right. they figure that out? Yeah. Like, that even without an explanation of why <laughs> the movie more interesting in ways, like, like you said, it kind of, it's kind of cool when they leave you kind of guessing and thinking like, why, why are these things happening? But it, yes. This movie kind of falls into a category I like to put as day in the life type movies. Yeah, There's uh-huh, no uh-huh. real story. It's yes. just, it's, you see people in their lives for like an extended period of time. There's no real, there obviously is things. There's like a big climax in the movie and, and everything like that. There's a conflict, but there's no real story. You know what I mean? It's kind of like mm-hmm. power of the dog. It wasn't really a story. It's beautifully made. It's well acted, just as I think this movie. But as as far as I, I watch movies and TVs for story, so like me watching this, I was like, it was fine, but nothing really happens. You know, it just kind of it. it you watch it, and it ends, and you're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. It's funny because like in in a lot of ways, this mirrors some of like my favorite act like favorite type of film. I really like these small casts, very intimate settings. Mm. I mean, I've said this. A, a nauseating amount of times on this show because it, it keeps coming up. Uh, but I really like that. But like, th- this is one case where like, I think that worked really well, but it also left me wanting more. Usually with a story like this, mm-hmm. I'm perfectly content to just get this little peek, this little window into these people's lives. And then I step away and I never hear from them again. But in this case, like th- yeah, there's just so much unanswered. 
I you know yeah. the so I think I think the like the juxtaposition of Dwight versus Jesse is mm-hmm. very interesting because you can see Dwight it's very interesting of how they both lament what they're doing, but for completely different reasons. So like Dwight does it and you can tell it's because he's like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. I want to go live my, I want to go somewhere. You know, he, he talks to, to Pam, his, his, you know, confidant, uh, sex worker pal. (laughs) And he's like, we could just go somewhere. And she's like, uh, you still owe me $10. And he's like, yeah. oh, right, I'm sorry. Okay, now talk to me about Miami Beach. You know, like, that was very funny. She was like, mm, I'll talk mm-hmm. to you, but it's going to cost you, baby. And, uh, I mean, I respect her entrepreneurial spirit. You yeah, know? Like, 100%. Like, her time is valuable. I, that, that's it. Paid. You know, like, that ice ain't paying for itself. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, think, I think the ice might be a perk of living at the motel. Right. The motel room isn't paying for itself. Right, the motel room, <laughs> the ice is, is coming. That's a, and that's now no amenity. one's paying for the motel room Aww. because she's nope. dead. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. So, but you can tell that Dwight's like, he feels very stuck. Like, he feels like he has nothing, right? That he lives just for his brother, you mm-hmm. know, kind of under under the reign of his sister. Whereas Jesse, when, when Jesse eventually flops over to the killing, she's like, no, like, I have to do this. Like, I'm the one taking care of the family. Like, if I don't do this... You know, like it's not getting done, and she's almost doing it in a way of like everything has to be exactly like don't ruin the plan, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's like, don't go outside, don't tell anyone. And Dwight's like, what if we went to the beach? And Thomas is like, can I just look out a window, bitch? Damn, <laughs> you know? And she's like, what's going on with this family? You're all fucking greats. And they're like, well, we live in a box. <laughs> like, and she's mean about it too, which she like is. I will grant her the the stress and frustration of dealing with this whole situation and go on going out and having a job working with the public like all of it, it's too much. Right. I agree girl, it is way too much. But she's mean about it and like nobody acknowledges in the moment that like he's got a point. <laughs> he never gets to go outside. And if it's just the three of them getting in the car right now at 3 in the morning and driving around, probably will be okay. That's yeah, that's probably. what I was wondering. Like, why couldn't they just like? Why couldn't she just drive him around the fucking block for you know and be like, "There you go, stick your head out the window. Now go inside, shut up, and drink your blood." Like, <laughs> you know, like I, you know, man, just take him for a ride once. Go to go to a fucking Walmart. They're twenty four hours. It'll be fine. You know, you go to anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> also, weird anywhere. thing. I wonder how that trash can where they kept the blood in that place felt so bad. Oh, oh my god, they didn't refrigerate it. Yeah, there's they just no kept way. it bucket on the counter. You never saw them clean it. They just pour more blood into it. Ugh. You just see them. I'm like, ugh, that's. Ugh. And it's just because it's like the blood and the red. You can just see, you know, Thomas is drinking it like there's a little more rust than normal in this one. I mean, it's fine, Jesse. It's fine. I I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. But uh, maybe less. Oh my rust. god. Can you believe? Can you can you imagine Jesse's reaction if he had complained about the quality? Oh my god. She would have thrown him out the window, like yeah, like lawn dart style, right up. Yeah, I, so there's two moments with Jesse that uh, one I was like, "All right, Jesse," and another one I was like, "You kind of deserve that." 
So the first moment is when, after she has to take over for Dwight because he kind of fucks up and we see that Dwight kidnaps some like random, like Hispanic homeless person and keeps him in his shed. Because he can't kill him. He can't bring himself to kill him in the moment. He can't bring himself to do it. But Jesse goes out and she starts killing instead of Dwight. And uh, there's the one moment where she's, you know, she's waitressing and there's these two like annoying women the one was like you should smile more and i'm like you're fucking dead <laughs> like yeah. that was yeah. the wrong person to say that to because as soon as she smiles i was like oh you're super dead <laughs> which she doesn't end up killing them anyways but i kind of was like you totally should have like they kind of deserved that one yeah i was really looking forward to that one yeah Me i was like, she pause. like waits for them in her car and like follows them <laughs> and like only turns away because like i like a police car or an ambulance or something like that passes her with the sirens yeah. on. Which is like, that's the best time to do it because you know the cops are busy. Like, they're not going to come after you. They're busy. That's when you speed, right? Like, if a cop passes you, you're like, oh, cool, I can speed now. There's not going to be another cop around, right? Like, that's that's the thought process that should have gone through. Instead, she was like, oh, shit, they know what I'm, I'm doing. I'm like, no, this is the time, Jesse. This is your, this is your in. Uh, yeah, I kind of expected, like, when I saw them walk to the car, I just thought it'd be really funny if like they get in the car and Jesse like gets up from the back and to be like, surprise, you know motherfucker. I got these scars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, let's put a smile on that face. Like I just expect, I was like, here we go. Like this is her Joker moment. But no, alas, it didn't happen. But then, her Joker moment. <laughs> but then later in the movie, Thomas befriends a kid, right? Like Thomas mm-hmm. throws an airplane out, like a little paper airplane. This is when we see that he gets burned and the which, airplane says, come back at night, which- Okay, I was going to say, kid. did either of you actually get to read what it said? Because I didn't- You, I, I kind of inferred that's what it was because that's kind of what right. they were saying. He kept saying, like, have them come back at night. Have them come back at night. Because he hears these kids late at night and he was like, maybe you go out and talk to him for them. Like, I need real friends. This is a huge point of contention. And Jesse's like, no, fuck this. And Dwight's like, uh, sorry. And Thomas is like, this sucks. I don't want this stupid blood. Okay, wait, no, I actually do want that blood. Uh, <laughs> just lick it off the floor. Um, yeah, so later there, a kid shows up. You know, he he gets the note, which first off, did anybody ever like Stranger Danger this kid? Like, I one he he sees he's outside and we see the door open it's daytime you know thomas goes to throw the airplane and we see dwight like cover him with a blanket and like pull him in mm-hmm. and the kid goes back which okay i guess maybe like check on thomas cuz like thomas you know appears to be another kid but then he's thomas is like do you want to come inside looking like fucking riffraff from like rocky horror picture show and the kid's like yeah, dude. I'm like, what the fuck? This is the worst decision making of this kid ever. I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, See you later. Like, do you want to come outside? <laughs> right. Blink like, if you're in danger. <laughs> right? And then, like, he goes in the house, and it's all fucking weird, right? And then he's like oh, did you go to West High? And it's like, no, I was taught at home. Like, that's another one of those, like, yeah, I should leave this house. Like, mm. like I need to go. This is creepy as fuck. Also, I don't care how much they clean after their various murders and, like, temper tantrums throwing blood around the house. Like, there is still a lot of blood in that house. There is. Go- I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was, like, on the carpet. It was on the walls. Like, and it has to smell like blood, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't, there's no way nobody walked in that house and was like, what a perfectly normal house you have. Like, 
<laughs> the casual like, so are your parents home? Like, yeah. should I really not be here? Like, he had a moment where he thought it, and then just like, eh, I guess it's fine. <laughs> yeah, and then just casually drinks a cup of blood. Oh my god! Is that you drink like, like, the blood? What? what? It doesn't. He, he doesn't react. He no, doesn't even. He's what? handed a cup of blood from a bucket that's been sitting on the counter for God knows how long. He's like, it takes a swig and doesn't react. At doesn't all. even at all. You're just like, what? Isn't this where everyone else keeps their Kool Aid? I don't understand the big deal. In a rusty bucket on the sink with a spigot. Of course, he dips. He doesn't even use the spigot. Like no. he just so it's, oh, dips God. it in. So the cup's covered in blood and yeah, he doesn't blood. react to drinking it. It's like, wouldn't you think he'd be like, oh, this is fucking weird, but this is yeah. gross. He's just like. It's almost like pretty good. Oh, and, thanks. And the, the, the thing that catches him off guard and like actually scares him is when Dwight comes home. Is <laughs> is you know clearly angry, uh, but it's not like oh my god, what did I just drink? It's oh my god, are you mad at me? Yeah, <laughs> I. But the other thing is like there's cardboard all over the walls of this house. So like oh. another thing is is the kid walks in and sees cardboard all over the windows and is like, yeah, this is fine. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm perfectly safe here. Like yeah. totally this is legit. You got a rusty bucket full of blood. You look like the fucking crypt keeper. Like you got cardboard <laughs> on the windows and you like are playing an organ going like, guess what year it was written. <laughs> like, this is a cool, this is a kid I want to hang out with. Everything here is totally <laughs> normal. <laughs> Nothing is, is triggering any like fight or flight reflexes in me whatsoever. This is the chillest I've ever felt. And then we get to the moment to like, you know, Dwight's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, and then Jesse comes home. So he hides the kid in the closet in the pantry. And then Jesse's like, what's in the pantry? And he's like, uh, nothing. And then Owen, or Owen, I think is his name, and jumps out and fucking stabs Jesse. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie, Jesse, you kind of deserve that. She she did have that coming. She she kind of did. But that, that's when we get our other moment, you know, Sean, to your point of like, we get a vampire moment, right? Because as she's dying in the tub, in literally a tub of her own blood, mm-hmm. you know, you know, uh, Thomas gets in and just... Okay. Yeah. Did she fill the tub first and was bleeding out into the water? Or did she have like gallons of blood coming out of her? Like, what were they trying to convey there? Because there is not that much blood in a human body. Like there's a lot, but not not a bad. I was thinking full. the same thing too. I was like, that can't all be her blood, right? But the fact that she's like, don't let it go to waste. And I'm like, like yeah. okay, she get, <laughs> all right. She gets in the bathtub fully clothed with the knife still in her. Which, uh, like, okay, to the credit of the filmmakers in this, they get right that you don't pull the sharp object out immediately after being stabbed. Um, you know, obviously, where they get it wrong is that they don't go seek medical treatment to have it. You know taken care of properly right there's a there's a little bit of a misstep there <laughs> well i mean again they clearly don't like, have health insurance otherwise thomas would have been seeing some sort of specialist at this point or like he did he did try center. he's like you need to go to the hospital and she's like no you need to go catch that kid yeah <laughs> dwight spent like, at least half a, right. at least half a day with a screwdriver stuck in his leg i i i know rough. I know, like, I wasn't supposed to laugh at that scene, but when she comes in and she's like, what are you doing? What is wrong with your leg? And he just has a fucking screwdriver sticking out of it. I was like, oh, Dwight, man, like, you are not doing good right now. And that was the moment where she was like, do I got to do everything? You got a fucking screwdriver in your leg. 
Oh like, my god! And white? Are you even trying? And then Arturo escapes. <laughs> When she kidnapped the guy and had him in the shed and he breaks into the house. Yes. And she's like, what's up with this homeless guy? And he's just singing karaoke and just did not acknowledge it. I was like, man, you are messed up, my dude. You, yeah. are, you are not okay. Yeah, this you are whole, not okay. They're all just falling apart. They're just, they're collapsing in on themselves for the entire movie. And it's like, not none of them want to acknowledge it. No, not a, again. Failure of the healthcare system. But mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. so <laughs> at every level. At every level. I I do I do feel really bad for Dwight, right? Like I get I mean, I feel I do feel bad for everyone. You know, they're all in a terrible situation. They're doing what they can to like, I don't know, survive, I guess, but like in the most fucked up way. Like everybody's mm-hmm. doing the wrong thing, you know, like they they need help and they're not you know they're they're just isolating themselves more and like she gets all pissy that he's going off with uh with with pam he's going off with with the town hooker and uh you know and she gets all mad about it so she goes and kills her and you could tell that he's all upset about that but we get a moment where where uh dwight and pam are talking and he's like what if we just left he's like you know have you ever been anywhere and she's like oh i went to miami once you know in the 90s and, you know, it's really cool. And he's like, well, I've never been to the beach, you know. And that brings us to the end of the movie where after all the shit happens, like Jesse gets stabbed and bleeds out in the tub. And then we see Thomas is like, well, I'm not wasting this shit. She told me not to. And I don't want her to yell at me, even though she is clearly dead. Mm-hmm. He starts drinking the blood, but he starts drinking the blood out of her body. Maybe he's like, I don't want Jesse soup. I'm just going to take... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think the broth straight. Like I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's nasty. Because I'm like, yeah, I don't think the watery like bathtub water full of blood would have been particularly appealing. I think that that like because like like, her shoes are in it and her like clothes and and like it's it's gonna it's gonna smell and taste vaguely like fryer grease and yeah and like that probably would make him sick. Yeah, sicker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like she she works at a diner, right? Like all of her clothes have to smell like diner food. Like there's oh, no, yeah, like there's there's a you know maybe he doesn't like bacon. He doesn't like bacon flavored blood. So he was like, oh, I'm strictly a blood vegan. I don't know. Is that a thing? Could that we, be the case? <laughs> we know that he's somewhat discerning in the the uh, quality or at least the source of the blood because uh, at one point when Dwight decides like he can't kill anymore to to keep this up like he just can't do it. Uh, he, specifically when he can't kill Eduardo, uh, he makes up for it by cutting his own hand and bleeding into a bowl and giving it to him. He's like, this'll, this'll hold us over for now. Uh, and when, um, when Thomas drinks it, like he drops the bowl and he's like, is this your blood? Like, he's just horrified at the thought. <laughs> right. Just imagine Dwight being like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you a blood connoisseur? You only like homeless people blood? I apologize. You don't like blue collar thrift store entrepreneur blood. You dick. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how many plaid shirts I had to sell to make this blood? So many fucking plaid shirts. A lot of plaid shirts. (laughs) Fucking Dwight. You know what I do all day, Thomas? (laughs) I sell shirts. And I have sex with hookers. It's a rough time, okay? It's rough. Do you think at any point the the workers at the thrift store are like, Dwight, where's all this coming from, buddy? Like, like, oh, yeah, there's definitely, like, as soon as he leaves, they're like, he's definitely killing people, right? They're like, oh, yeah, totally. He's definitely killing people. (laughs) He's obviously just a, a, a vintage clothing flipper. Right. Like, we... 
we definitely just sold this shirt to a to a, a and a man like yesterday, right? Right. Like, somebody just came in and bought this with like is, his last dollar, right? Isn't yeah, this Eduardo's shirt? Like, this is definitely Eduardo's shirt. I swear <laughs> this is Eduardo's shirt. <laughs> like, oh. you, you remember Eduardo, right? Yeah. Like he came in, he was, he was here last week. Yeah. Like these he are was, his pants. These are definitely like, Eduardo's <laughs> pants. Yeah. Like the, pants. the tag says Eduardo. <laughs> like he, he, he writes his name on his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but, well, I mean, the other thing is like Dwight sells enough clothes where when he's when he goes to sell it like the big batch the one time she's like man eh, hands him ten bucks and he's like there's like fifteen shirts here and she's like fine and she gives him another five so like he clearly does this enough where he's like mm, you're trying to you're trying to skimp out that's I know the value of my used shirts you, you dick <laughs> that moment when she's like I can't sell these and I'm like. And I've heard that line before. Yeah. You're probably right. I mean. <laughs> it's probably, yeah. I mean, it, it also is the fact that, like, you look at the store she's in, there were no other clothes visible. So she was probably no. like, we don't sell clothes, but I'll buy this because you're fucking weird. And I just want you to leave. <laughs> I literally, I can't sell these because we don't sell clothes. Like, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh, we sell hamburgers here. What do you think? <laughs> what, do you, what is what is going on? Dwight, fine. I'll take your damn used can, khakis. I'll can, can I uh, can I actually get one of those hamburgers while I'm here? Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, how much? How many pairs of pants for a hamburger? <laughs> gladly, <laughs> I gladly pair you. Uh, to dress glad shirts you pay on you in pants on Tuesday <laughs> for a hamburger today. <laughs> Scratch that. Please give me that carrying machine. That's a must. Yeah. That's a, a must. His hierarchy of needs is like hamburger, like karaoke machine is definitely above that. Number one. Yeah. Number that was one. honestly one of the greatest like little like human moments though. Because like yeah. he just, he, you can tell like he gets not enough money for the, these clothes, but then turns right around and like, I know what, what my brother will love. I use karaoke machine for Christmas in April because apparently they do Christmas every month. Every month, uh, which is pretty dope. The thing about it, I mean, it, yeah. it is kind of cool. Like that is kind of a cool. Like we have fun here, but like it is also very like a you're definitely homeschooled thing. Like that mm -hmm. is definitely one of those things where like mm, I see you, yeah. <laughs> but like I could picture it now, like using the like the galaxy brain meme of like getting you know presents for one day for Christmas. Getting presents for eight days for Hanukkah, getting presents every month because you're a vampire. <laughs> that's, that's weird. Big win. Yeah. Big, big win. I did love that Dwight got a shirt that was uh, too small for him. Yes. That, that was pretty good. Although he did try to put it over like five other shirts. Right. Like when I saw I thought that too. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing, dude? He was like looking, I was like, oh, he's going to look at the shirt. Then he like starts putting it on, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Mind you, it's five layers on there now. What are you doing? Right. Like you're wearing a Carhartt jacket and trying to put like a nice gap <laughs> sweater over it. Like, what do you do? It's like, I'm sorry. I thought it would fit. I'm like, I think it does. I, you're definitely yeah. sure. Just maybe with fewer layers. <laughs> oh, God. I, so so we see that, that Dwight is like lamenting not being able to go anywhere. You know, now Jesse's fucking dead. She's dead in the bathroom. You know, uh, Dwight wheels in the the last you know homeless person that that Jesse's killed. You know, he just kind of like leaves it at the door and is like, "Hey, Thomas, so uh, I'm leaving and never coming back. Food's outside the door. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, see you bye. <laughs> just sort of moonwalks out the door and, and takes a little drive. 
<laughs> I know I'm your only living relative and your right. only way you can survive, but see you later. <laughs> Bye. Oh. He tries to leave multiple times too. Like he like at one point like gets to the highway on ramp and then it's like ah I can't and turns ah, around and like it. he just he keeps doing it and then like he finally has that moment where he's like, All right, Jesse's dead, like this motherfucker was just was 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 sucking her blood while she was dead in a bathtub. I'm out. Like I'm going to the beach. Yeah. And he still can't do it. No, he goes to the diner. He has a nice meal, uh, by the way. He sees a family laughing and he's like, Oh right. That's family. my brother. Family. <laughs> no. But vampire and uh, lots of serial killing, but family. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so he goes back home and Tom's like Bitch, I thought you left. He's like, ah, don't worry about that. Psych. <laughs> You're my brother. Right. This is April Fool's-ish, because we also do that every month along with Christmas. To every- which Thomas's response is, can you open the window? And yeah. like, part of me was like, please, just, like, maybe he just means to, like, just let some fresh air in, but let's like, leave, air. let's leave the curtains closed. Cause, like, like the homeless guy's stinking off the place. Right? You know, yeah, he's like, thanks, you're back. It fucking reeks in here. Even like, and, uh, Dwight tries to go in the room and like closes the door. Is like, nope. There's a glut. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, okay, like, he, he definitely just means let some fresh air in. Right? <laughs> he doesn't mean, no, oh, you're, you're doing, like, you're taking down the cardboard. Like, you're, you're actually going to burn it. Okay. Mm. All, All right. right. We're doing this. We're, we're setting your brother on fire, apparently. <laughs> right. I, so, so this is it. So Jesse's dead. Thomas is dead. Dwight's like, I guess I'm free, right? So he drives his ass to the beach. He's standing on the beach, and he's like, ah, ah, oh, fuck. I killed a lot of people, and, like, there are, like, four dead people in my house right now. But How do I get out of this? How like, do I get out of this? There's there's no way he like that doesn't get traced back to him, right? Well, his sister goes missing. His brother, I mean, his sister had a job. Like the thing about his brother is like the brother could just fucking die and no one would really know cuz like it's not like the brother goes out and hangs out with anyone, right? Mm-hmm. But like the sister has a job, clearly as a friend. Like people know her in the town because she works at the only diner in town probably. Mm-hmm. So like he can't just be like sell the house and bounce out because somebody's going to be like, hey, dude, where's Jesse? Why do you have cardboard all over your windows? There sure are lumps of dirt in the backyard. (laughs) Why are there several shallow graves? (laughs) Right. I got a lot of questions, Dwight. Uh, There's a lot of blood in your house and... uh, So much blood. Go on. (laughs) There's this weird pile of ash in one room. I can't explain (laughs) why that's there. It's just like perfectly cartoonishly shaped like a person. I don't... (laughs) Can we... Can we talk about this rusty bucket on your counter, buddy? <laughs> well, oh, no, he threw it out. Oh, yeah, he threw That's out the all. rusty bucket. Yeah. Can no we... need for the bucket. We're going straight to the neck now. <laughs> That's... So, Taking like, off the training wheels. That that begs the question to me. Like, did he do any kind of, like, attempting to, like, sanitize the crime scene at all? Like, he throws no. the bucket away, but, like, does he, like, accidentally light a match on his way out? Like, does he do anything at all? Or does he just, like, you know what? By the time anyone cares what's happening in this building, I will be long gone. Right. Just I mean, done they never and done. They never get visitors except for the the one kid who responds to the 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 airplane letter. Yeah. So like super normal airplane yeah. letter. It was yeah. very oh, yeah. yeah yeah, and not at all alarming. 
<laughs> not even the least. Yeah, yeah, totally. Hey, totally where, are you, where are you going, little guy? Oh, I got this invite to yeah. this really run-down looking house, and it was a paper airplane, so I'm going to go check it out. Yeah, seems <laughs> Sound good? Seems pretty chill. Level. Yeah. yeah, it's scrawled in, like, you know, like, ransom note letters on this paper airplane that, you know, uh, it's fine. Uh, he's probably super cool. He's probably has a Nintendo. We're going to play. It's going to be dope. <laughs> no Nintendo, just playing weird music from no, just... past decades. You got to raise your hands, though. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I fucking guess, like, I... Man, that kid, I mean, and then that kid's gonna go home to his dad, and his dad's gonna be like, "Where were you?" He'd be like, "Out of friends." Anyways, I'm gonna go upstairs. He'd be like, you fucking weirdo, too. Like, yeah. I just killed guy. a woman. No big deal. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and that that gets into the whole idea. Like, th- there's always a story after a horror movie of like yeah. someone living with the trauma of what they just experienced. And in this case, it's that kid's, and like, he's clearly like. If he's not just like a complete dumbass, then he's clearly a very like kind and empathetic person who maybe stands out from his other friend group who, you know, obviously didn't join him for this adventure. Right. I feel like he he's probably feeling some some stuff about the encounter with the the guy who almost killed him, the woman who he did kill, and the the kid who did, tried to feed for, him blood. For, yeah, who gave him a cup of blood, but otherwise seemed pretty nice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You can just see his dad, you know, like talking to other friends and be like, yeah, Owen just kind of sits in his room and cries all the time now. <laughs> Not really sure what that's about. It's pu- puberty. Am I right? Yeah, kids. Oh, <laughs> uh, kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking teen boys. What are you going to do with them? Just sitting in the room crying all the time, staring at their hands. You know? <laughs> uh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Some Lady Macbeth shit. Yeah. But honestly, though, like the whole time I was watching this movie, I just like... Blood is very, like, sticky and just, like, it feels like it will never come off. Even if it does, it feels like it never will. And all this time, like, watching them just, like, covered in it, their hands, their clothes, the, like, the karaoke machine, microphone, the carpet, just everywhere. Blood oh, everywhere. Yeah. I was just like, I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just, they're just walking by and be like, oh, huh. That's Eduardo's blood. <laughs> Remember Eduardo? How fucking weird was that, right? Oh, good old Eduardo. That was a lesson, let me tell you. Oh, that yeah. was a don't, lesson. <laughs> don't, don't just keep a loose screwdriver in your glove compartment when you're going to kidnap people and try to strangle them in the, in the passenger seat. I mean, like, rookie that's, move, buddy. Right. Yeah. That's rule number one. <laughs> Fool me once, Eduardo. <laughs> you fuck. Oh, boy. Yeah, you so... Fuck. <laughs> Uh, so, and then, you know, of course we had our, you know, Leo snapping and pointing at the camera moment when like the main theme of this movie is a song that says my heart can't beat unless you tell it to, you know? So when they, they played that a few times and I, I think that was interesting. Uh, yeah. and I was like, ah, uh, they said the name of the movie. There it is. You know, <laughs> Helene was Smith uh, yeah. was, was the artist performing the track. Uh, I am controlled by your love, oh. which I, I think was a, a Pretty, I mean, it made for a confusing title for this movie, but was very apt in the, the general theme. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's Thomas's, you know, that's Thomas's theme. Like, he is controlled by their love for him, right? Like, they they want to take care of him, but they're doing it in such an isolating way, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Thomas just wants to be a normal kid, but they're like, you can't ever do anything ever, which is probably the wrong way to go about this, but yeah. Probably. I feel like... Yeah. You know, there's 
there's probably never been a story about how that could go horribly wrong, I feel. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, severe isolation uh, and serial killing. I <laughs> I don't think those two correlate whatsoever. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. On the level. Um, uh, yeah. in, in a way, I feel like all three of them kind of are like trapped in the, this cycle, though. Like they, they all are depending yeah. on each other, but then like in a really unhealthy way. And yeah, again, why was he a vampire? Yeah, like we'll how? Know. Like was he? I know. Was I he accept that, that he was, but also like to your but point why? that you, you, yeah, why? You you asked earlier, Michael. Like you know, why is it that they're like you know is he weak because they're feeding him and he's not feeding himself? Like, is there a concern that like if he like actually started feeding directly that he would like Hulk out and like tear through the town? Like it would it, it would, would be, be more time. time. <laughs> I did have that moment when he when he finds. Thomas drinking from Jesse's neck and you see like the back of him and stuff. I was like, yeah. yo, he's going to go full crazy vampire and kill everyone. Yes. And yeah. then it didn't happen. I was like, oh, uh, okay, all, right. Just, all right. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I guess that point of surrender though, at the end where he's like, well, you open the window. I wonder if that actually was the case and they, the filmmakers chose to imply it rather than actually mm. say or show it. Like he recognized like, Oh, this is why they've kept me inside all along. Maybe it's best just to die. Yeah, well, I, I think yeah, because he did see the you know him the, them killing people, and then he obviously saw his sister get killed, and I think mm-hmm. he saw the real world that he was living in, and probably felt so guilty that they had to do these things for him. And you know, he was very freaked out when he saw th- that person get killed in front of him, and he's like, "This is fucked up. I don't like this." No, but maybe that was why, rather than. I do like your theory more that he was like, I'm a monster. Take me out. <laughs> yeah. One of the yeah. last things that Jesse says to him before she dies is, do you understand what we do to get this for you? Yeah. And like, yeah. he doesn't at that point until he yeah. sees them like fighting with Eduardo or uh, like killing someone else. And like, he sees a few times and you see the look of horror on his face. Like, wait, is this how they get me blood? I thought it just happened. Right. You go to the I, blood store. Yeah, yeah right. That's right? what's where Dwight goes out every day. Half surprised that like he didn't tell the, the his friend, like, oh yeah, my, my brother and sister, they just go get me blood every now and then and I'm fine. Right. Like Pretty I'm cool. kinda sick, but like they take care of me with the blood. <laughs> I just I, the last thing that Jesse says to him is like, you we shouldn't let it go to waste, you know? And, and then he's like, Oh, okay. And so like he gets in. So I I don't think the moment where he gets in the tub and starts drinking it, I don't think it's out of like animalistic vampiric need. I think it was like that. You're right. Like my sister said, like, we can't let this go to waste. Like, look at everything they do for me. I really do need to like drink this blood. You know, when Dwight sees it, you know, when he pulls him off, I don't think it's, you know, I think that's Dwight's moment of like, but that's my, that's our sister. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, but she said, you know, so like that's how fucked up it is because like they nobody understands like what the world is happening. No, man, fucked up. Yeah, fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> what a fucked up movie. Yeah. So my heart can't beat unless you tell it to. Um, this movie is available a couple of different places. Uh, it is on Amazon Prime. Uh, apparently, I noticed, and it's also I watched it on Peacock. Uh, it was on Pluto as well, and I watched it on Tubi. Oh, cool. There you go. There Michelle, where, where did you you watched it everywhere? I watched it on Peacock. Yeah. Okay. Which yeah. was nice. Yeah, it was it was right there. Looking up on IMDb, I saw it was on Prime too. I was like, oh, 
fuck. Whatever. Yeah, I know. I said that after I was like, oh, damn it. We could have watched it without commercial. I mean, it only had the commercials in the beginning. The beginning, me, yeah. But yeah. I was surprised at how many uh, streaming services were, were showing this movie, especially because it, yeah. it felt like it was going to be a pretty like low budget under the radar uh, film. And I think for the most part it is, but like, like when I, I, I searched it on my Google TV and it was like seven ways to watch. And I was like, Pluto, Peacock, Tubi, Tubi, sold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We love Tubi. That's a good site. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, this movie came out in, uh, t- was filmed in 2020, but actually came out uh, in June of uh, 2021. About one year ago, uh, this okay. movie came out. It had a, a minimal theater run and then went to, uh, went to uh, everywhere. <laughs> went to literally everywhere. Uh, so if you're the type of person that watches movies after review them, th- this is where you can watch it. So should you watch this movie? I, as much as it's like so bleak and despair, I still think this is a cool vampire film because I think it shows it in a different way. But it's, I just love vampires. Sean, what do you think? think? Yeah, I don't hate that I watched it, but (laughs) I definitely would never rewatch it. It's it's very well made. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) It's very well acted. It's very well acted. It's very well made. And it does have that indie feel to it, which I appreciate too. But, like I said, it's it's lacking that story that really kind of brings me in to movies and TV shows and everything else. But it, it, I still, I was like, this didn't waste my time. It's weird. You feel like really weird indie stuff. It's it kind of felt like a A twenty four diet movie. If that makes sense. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Where A twenty four is like, here's a pile of money, but you just don't say it was from us. Like, we'll let you borrow it, but you just can't. <laughs> you can't say that we well, gave it to you. The ending would have needs to have been like this really confusing, yet on the nose <laughs> allegory for some thing they were right. beating you over the head with the entire movie, and it yep. would have been so weird and wild that you were like, is this the same movie? Right. Then it would have been an A24 movie. Then you would have been like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I feel so like I we see didn't... you've watched The Northman yeah. uh, <laughs> recently. Because, yeah. I did. Ha- Hamlet in Iceland. Yeah. I feel like we didn't give you the full never heard of it experience if you didn't hate watching it. But uh, <laughs> also, like, I like I I think if you're a fan of of horror, of, of especially of, like of indie like drama horror, uh, lo- like, presumably low budget although i don't see the the numbers but like it it felt low budget in that there wasn't a lot of pizzazz to it it didn't feel low budget as in bad uh and i i can appreciate that uh and yeah i think the the right on the money it's really just the day in the life type story if you're looking for answers if you're looking for a big like monster film or if you're looking for like a real like heavy-handed social commentary you're not going to get any of that here but if you just want like a snippet of uh of dread and despair and a lot of blood yeah absolutely i enjoy the film uh but uh yeah it's it's probably not for everyone (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) it's it's definitely like a one-time watch and then like you ponder on it every so often you're like oh i mean yeah. yeah, watch it with the family because it really does hit heavy on the topic of family and how important that is, and you know, taking take care of each other. Do you do you see how bad you could have it? I could be feeding you blood out of a rust bucket. Like, just be glad. Like, you have a switch. I don't know what you're complaining about. This is actually a really weird origin story into the Fast and Furious. Right? Yeah. 
family is so important that if you if you have a vampire brother, you kill people and you feed that brother blood because family is you know blood is important and blood is family and I got to go drive this car. <laughs> family isn't always blood unless you have to literally feed it to them. Yeah, then right. it is. And then, and then it is. And then it is blood. Yeah. That's, put that on a poster. Call me, whoever studio put this movie out. Take me later. I'll take we it got off. you. <laughs> that's awesome uh, so sean tell us wh- where can we find you uh in the in the webs and everywhere yes so metalcore nerds it's a podcast i talk all about the latest things in pop culture usually with someone from the music community but i bring in other podcasting friends as well but you can find it every monday it streams it broadcasts live i am not live i edit these these episodes and, <laughs> and, have to, and have to put stuff into it it's it's not live people are like oh you have to go. This show's live. And I'm like, it's live on the radio. I'm not. It's not, whatever. Just go. Listen <laughs> right. to it. But it's on Adobe radio every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, which you can, you can download the Adobe app or just go to Adobe.com and you can stream it right there. But if you can't catch it at that time, it's on all podcasting platforms, wherever you find it, just search metal nerds, or you can go to metalcornerds.com. All the links are there. You can buy some merch. I have some really, really cool. I, there's a metalcore moon night shirt where it has, nice. yeah, which is all super parts dope. Of all parts of uh, Moon Knight, they're all moshing. It says the spin kick of Concho on the back. There's Hell one of yeah. drawn as Mephisto. It says Metalcore Mephisto. Um, so yeah, if you want to buy some cool merch, it's, it's there. If not, you can go click and subscribe, and that helps the show continue to go and do the things I do. Yeah, uh, links are down below. So for, for all you listening in the show notes, you guys can click, uh, click the links below and find uh, find Metalcore Nerds uh, everywhere. Um, so definitely do that. Obviously, support your friends. And of course, if you aren't subscribed to our podcast, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> come on. How dare you? What are you doing? What the fuck? I'm like episode 238. Like, get your shit together. Anyways, <laughs> we do appreciate it. Of course, same thing. You know, show notes down below, links to where you can find everyone. And as always, make sure to share with 100,000 of your closest friends. It's the least you can do. Bare minimum. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. We super appreciate it. And uh, we will see you guys next time a father's tragic past hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse a cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism a woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend this is the storyteller series a night shift radio original every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama we publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information. Mm-hmm.